Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. My name is Christy Madero, and I am your host. And if you are new to this podcast, Awaken the Extraordinary is all about awakening to that which is extraordinary within yourself so that you can live the extraordinary life that you were designed to live. So many of us, I feel like, get stuck in survival mode and don't even realize it. We just exist, but we don't really live. We survive, but we don't thrive. And I find it really hard to believe that that is why we were put on here on earth. How can we be the best version of ourselves possible if we are just surviving, if we're scraping by? That doesn't make sense to me. And what I have learned is that becoming the most extraordinary, authentic version of myself is really about looking at me and looking at my life and looking at the choices that I've made and digging in deep to figure out why I'm doing certain things or why I'm not doing certain things. And it's having the courage to look at your own stuff or your own bullshit and be willing to work through that so that you can be this most the most expansive version of yourself possible, because that's what the world needs. You're here for a reason. You're here at this really weird freaking time for a reason. And it's not just to struggle and get by. The world needs you. You have everything that you already need within you. Sometimes you just need the encouragement to do it. So that's what Awaken the Extraordinary is. I am on this journey right there with all of you. I don't have all the answers. I may have some, but this podcast is really just chronicling my journey, my experiences coming soon. I will actually be having conversations with other people. So it won't just be a recording of me talking to myself. Um, because we're, it's like that high school musical song. We're all in this together. And even though our experiences and our paths look different, we're all existing together. And I think we all need each other. And so that's, That's my hope for us all really is that we all awaken to that, which is extraordinary within ourselves. And we just all decide to make the world a more beautiful and loving place. And that starts with us. So that is what awaken the extraordinary is. And if you like that, if any of that resonated with you, then I invite you to send me an email or send me a DM. You can send an email to Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at awakentheextraordinary.com, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at awakentheextraordinary. And you might be wondering, well, why am I going to send her an email or DM? Well, if any of what I said a few moments ago resonated with you, then I invite you to join 
the high vibe tribe. So the high vibe tribe doors will be opening next month. Yes, this will be released in January. So in February, um, late February doors will be opening for high vibe tribe. This is my first membership. I'm really excited and nervous and all sorts of other things, but it's a community of women who want to support and encourage other women to be the best version of themselves possible. And on the flip side, you will also get support and encouragement from like-minded women. I have personally experienced what a shift that can be when you have that support and encouragement from women in your life. And it's life-changing. Um, I've shared before that that's not something that I experienced growing up and, and even really with my own inner circle to this very day. So it's really nice to have a community of women that want to see you do amazing things in the world and want to help you however they can and want to lift you up during those low moments, but also want to celebrate your wins with you. So if this sounds like something that you would be interested in, like I said, send me an email, drop me a DM and, uh, I will get you on the waiting list. And when things officially roll out, you will be the first to know. So, um, there's no FOMO there. I don't really use that acronym. I think that is literally the first time in my life I've ever used it. For those of you who don't know, I had to educate myself. It means fear of missing out, but don't do something because you're afraid of missing out. I don't ever want anybody to do anything out of fear. Um, if it just sounds like something you want to be a part of, then I ask to please reach out to me and I will ensure that you are on that list. This is my third attempt at recording this episode tonight. Um, usually it's not that difficult, but today was not a good day. And um, it reminds me of that Daniel Powder song, right? Daniel Powder, you had a bad day. I don't remember the rest of it, but it was like, it was the departure song in American Idol. And um that's just what I felt like today. And I really have no idea where this podcast episode is going to take me, but I just wanted to hit record and start talking. So that's what I decided to do. Um, I feel really overcome with emotion right now, and I'm not sure why, like I said, it's just, it's been a really hard day. Um, for lots of reasons, but then none specific. Uh, you know, I posted a, or I dropped a podcast episode today, actually, about the great social media crash of 2021 and how not not being able to access my personal Instagram account really highlighted for me what I consumed and how negatively much of what I consumed affected me. And I wanted to 
incorporate some quotes into my promotion for it today. So I re-listened to it, um, last night and it's really interesting because I like listening to myself and I know that that sounds arrogant, but it's kind of like when you have affirmations posted, um, you know, and you repeat them every day. And oftentimes they're affirmations that you wrote for yourself that are applicable to you. So, you know, all the stuff I talk about in the podcast, it's applicable to me, applicable to me. And it serves as a reminder for myself about what's important or how I'm feeling about something. And I really do listen to it from the perspective of I'm just some random person listening to some random person's podcast. Like I kind of don't even think about it actually being me until I'm like, man, I agree with everything this chick says. And then I'm like, oh yeah, because it's me. Um, But in listening to it last night, it really got me thinking about some of the habits that um, have kind of snuck their way in or back in. And, you know, when I was not accessing my social media, my personal social media for a month, um, I felt really relaxed and I wasn't stressed out about a lot of things going on in the world because I didn't know a lot. I knew enough, um, but I didn't know the details of so many things and I just felt more at peace. But over time, once my access was reinstated, I found those old habits creeping back in. So I had unfollowed a bunch of accounts that weren't emotionally healthy for me, but I realized there were a number of accounts that I still followed. And so oftentimes I was like, it's kind of like when you get those emails and you want to click unsubscribe, but you feel like that's just such a pain in the ass. So you just delete them and are like, okay, I'm going to go back later and click unsubscribe. That's, that's kind of the mindset I had when I started you know, accessing all of the stuff on my personal Instagram account again. And I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to scroll through this. I'm going to scroll through this and I'll go back later and I'll unfollow or whatever, or I'll just scroll. But I had talked about this in my last podcast episode. Like there were those films back in the day where it would just be an image for like a nanosecond and like every, maybe, I don't know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, or every minute, like that image would keep popping up. So even though like your conscious mind didn't register it, your subconscious mind did. And so there was like, you know, like it was like, go to the snack bar, go to the snack bar. It was like stuff like that, I think. Um, but then I think there were absolutely circumstances where there were like darker elements and it's, you know, it's conditioning, it's programming. And I realized that that's what was happening to me when I was looking through my social media accounts, but I had kind of forgotten about it, but I recorded a podcast episode about it. And in listening to that last night, it reminded me of things that I guess I really needed to be reminded of. And 
I thought about it today. And that break from social media was unintentional. Um, and in thinking about it today with the podcast episode dropping today and just kind of how I felt. So to kind of bring you to where I am right now, I had a, a therapy appointment today and we talked about a number of things and one of the things I I shared with her was just my frustration with myself for not actually taking breaks at work. Like I would take a break, but my break would still be like in my pseudo office on my phone. And I would, you know, scroll social media for maybe five or 10 minutes. Um, I'd be on my awaken account on my happy, feel good place, you know, my kind of hallmark feel good movie space. And then I would go to my personal account. And I do this for five or 10 minutes and, you know, then I go back to work and I told her, I said, I don't actually leave the room and I don't go outside. I, I I might do it one day. And then I'm like, yeah, I need to remember how this feels so I can do it again tomorrow. And then I don't do it. But when I was working in the office, it was like, okay, like, I'm here at work at this time at 10 AM, I'm going to go get my smoothie. Like I was, I had a schedule and I don't know what it is about being home and working from home where that just doesn't happen. But I was just like very frustrated because I'm like, I need a break. Like I need to get out of that room. And she said something very simple. She's like, okay, if you take your break and, and your break consists of like you doing stuff on your phone. What if you just leave your phone in the other room? And that way, you know, you're, you're taking your break and you're doing what you normally do, but you actually have to leave the room. And I was like, I could do that. I could do that. So I did that today. And it felt really good when I didn't have that distraction right there, um, you know, because a lot of what I do at my day job, I don't like. So if there's, if there's a distraction there, I'm easily distracted. And so today I was like, okay, like I got a lot more done, <clears throat> excuse me, um, sent a lot of emails, which I didn't love because then that meant I got a lot back, (laughs) but, um, I was like, this is good because I did still like check my phone. I check my texts and stuff like that, but I had to actually leave the room and that made me feel better. But something else that I noticed too, is I was more intentional about how I was utilizing my time one on my phone and two on social media, because I knew I couldn't just stand there at the desk and just mindlessly scroll. I had to be intentional about what I was doing and therefore mindful to some extent on what I was consuming. I didn't want to be consuming shit. I wanted to be consuming stuff that I knew felt good. That would make me feel good. That would inspire me. That would make me laugh. And I realized, well, then that means not going to my personal Instagram page, because to be honest, most of my friends don't post a lot on Instagram. It's just 
a lot of accounts that I follow, like Instagram to me has, has in some ways become the new Facebook. And if you're not intentional in who you choose to follow, I feel like you can very much get sucked into that same abyss that Facebook became, which I feel like is why a lot of people chose Instagram, but then Instagram is being utilized in a similar fashion by many people, um, you know, myself included. So what I realized was I can control this. And if something is making me not feel good, I can stop it. And again, I was reflecting on my podcast episode and and what I shared and what I learned during that time and, and how my anxiety had dissipated, how my stress level had dissipated. And I decided I'm like, okay, I am not going to utilize my personal Instagram account for an indefinite period of time. And I felt really excited about that Um, because this time it was intentional. It wasn't something that was happenstance. It's something that I am choosing to actually take action on. And I know a lot of people do this and I've done it for like six weeks or so. Um, But this is the first time where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm planning to be off for months. And who I follow on the Awaken the Extraordinary account and who I follow on my Happy Feel Good Place is vastly different than my personal account. So a lot of the stuff that I would see on my personal account, I'm just not going to see. And so I went on my personal account and I announced my departure, but not because I really think anyone cares. Um... It's really just about me explaining what I'm doing in the event anyone actually is curious, but also to encourage people to think like, how does social media make you feel? Do you feel good after spending time on social media or do you just feel really heavy and crappy? and heartbroken and sad and hopeless, like angry, frustrated. Like there, there there's so many things that I don't want to label them as bad or good. Like I'm really working hard to not label any emotion as bad, but those just don't feel good. And life happens and there's going to be situations in life where you are frustrated and you're angry and you're sad. And that's just a part of life. But if I can make a conscious choice to reduce the level of the stuff that doesn't make me feel good, If I can reduce that level that comes into my space 
and instead replace it with things that bring me joy and, and that I guess like raise my frequency. That's what I want to do. And so me really choosing to take a break, um, it was really empowering and it felt really good. And I'm really excited to see like how this helps me grow because I know it's going to have a positive impact on me. Like I just, I, I know that. And the video I, I posted on my personal page was just that like social media doesn't make you feel good. Then maybe reassess the space it occupies in your life. And it was just a more personal message um, because I don't think a lot of my friends listen to the podcast. Um, but I just wanted to say something, you know, like I wanted to leave with a message, not just a bye. I know you're going to miss me and just encourage people to make space for that, which feels good. And, and that, which doesn't, um, maybe reassign its place, you know? So that was something big that I did today. And like I said, I'm proud of myself. Um, and it really came from, like I said, listening to my podcast, but last night I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw something that really concerned me. And it was something having to do with COVID and the vaccinations and a large majority of people who want those that are not vaccinated to basically be isolated to their homes. And I thought that that was very disturbing. Um, and I realized that that was something that preyed on my fear. I don't know that that's what the intent of the poster was, the person who posted it, but that's what I was saying in the podcast episode, um, about the social media crash is when things trigger a certain response, when they elicit a certain response or reaction in you, it's because it's it's preying upon for lack of a better term, something that needs attention for you or it's amplifying something that you're already feeling. And so for me, I do have a lot of fear and uncertainty and concern about how the media is portraying the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated and concerns that I've had that my sometimes 
anxious mind, um, the rabbit hole that my sometimes anxious mind goes down. And so when I saw that, that was basically just kind of capitalizing on the fear that I have. And again, it's, I don't know if that's the the person posting it. I don't know if that's what their intent was, but the reaction that it elicited from me amplified the fear that I've been able to kind of keep at a lower level. And so when I saw that post, again, it, it really disturbed me. And then seeing that in the evening kind of segued into a dream that I had. And it wasn't a great dream. And so I think that's part of what contributed to me not waking up in the best mood. Um, I was extremely tired. My husband has been under the weather. I am mom to a toddler that is very active. Um, he's definitely more attached to me, not to say anything negative about my husband at all, but I, I am the go-to for most things. And it was just a lot this weekend. Um, you know, like I was supposed to record podcast episodes on Thursday. I didn't record them on Thursday because I was taking Friday off. Well, because my husband wasn't feeling well and my son is home from daycare, I then had my son on Friday and I just kind of rolled with it. But then that meant, okay, here's another day that I don't get to record my podcast episodes. And then Saturday came and my husband was still not feeling well. Sunday, Monday was a holiday son is still home. And it was just, it was a lot. And so I'm physically exhausted. I feel emotionally drained. Um, There's a lot that's challenging for me at times in parenting my son. Um, You know, I, I am learning how to regulate my own emotions and it's almost like a double whammy when I am trying to help my son regulate his emotions while I am trying to regulate my own emotions. And some days it's totally fine. I have found that when I am tired, it is a lot more difficult for me to do so. And so there were moments where I just literally wanted to cry because I feel so overwhelmed. And sometimes I don't know if what I'm doing is right. Sometimes I just get frustrated and I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And then there's 
the mom guilt that starts to creep in for a few minutes and um, it doesn't settle. I don't allow it to settle, but I always want to be the best mom that I can be to my son. And sometimes I'm not. And I know how, I know how I feel about my parents looking back at ways they interacted with me, ways they still interact with me as recently as I think it was Saturday. And I just never want my son. I never want to be in that same category. And I think that's, that's what one of my concerns is. I don't want my son to be in therapy off and on for years because of things that I did or things that I didn't do. My son ever says my mom did the best I could or the best she could. I want that to be good enough. And I want it to be true. And I know that I really do try. to be the best mom that I can be to be the mom that he deserves because he deserves the best and some days I I doubt myself And I just always think of how I feel about my parents. And it would break my heart if he ever felt that way about me. Because I know I'm trying my best. And I don't believe that my parents have tried their best, have done their best. I think there's just a lot of bad choices made. And there are certain things I just struggle to understand and make sense of to this day. And during my therapy session today, I, I talked about a conversation that I had.
had over the weekend with my parents and um, it was me initiating the call. It was a FaceTime call. Since my parents met my son for the first time in June, you know, he was three and a half. And there were a lot of reasons why it took that length of time. But since um, they met him in June, they have not initiated a single FaceTime call. We're now in January. It's been nearly six months. They never text me just to see how he is. If they call to see how he is, it's just to talk to me, to ask how's Milo. It's never um, to actually try to foster a relationship with him. And I guess I'm just sharing this with you for context. Um, But I called the other day. He was kind of chill. So I was like, okay, they haven't seen him in a while. And I I don't have anybody here. Like my in-laws see him every day, practically. I have really nobody in my life on my side that I am able to share him with. And he's amazing. And I want people to see how amazing my son is, but with everything being shut down and, you know, like I don't see friends and I don't have really any family here. And so I want to show somebody how amazing my son is. And it hurts that my parents and his grandparents just seem to have very little interest, but anyway, FaceTime them and um, not much interest from them and him, you know, and I was okay with that because I'm like, they really don't show a lot of interest with him. So it's kind of fine that he doesn't get excited to see them because I don't think he really cares. <laughs> that's That's okay. But I was having a conversation with my parents about something and they asked me about something that I kind of have on my agenda. It's, it's a big thing. And I answered the question and then the conversation totally became about my mother and her involvement with this thing that isn't even realistic. It's not going to happen. And there was just this back and forth about this hypothetical situation that we all know is never going to happen because physically it can't for her. And it got me really frustrated And I wasn't responding the way she wanted me to. And so she said, well, that's really insulting. She said it this way. 
well, that's insulting. And so I told her, I said, well, you know, my therapist says all the time that, you know, someone's feelings are their feelings and they're valid. So I am telling you, mother, your feelings are valid and that's okay. They are what they are and that's fine, but I'm not responsible for your feelings. I was a little snarky little bitch. I admit that, but, um, it kind of felt good (laughs) given our history, but I was just like, your feelings are your feelings, mom. And that's fine. not my responsibility to have you feel any way. And that was my responsibility. My entire life was to make sure she felt the way she wanted to feel and that she didn't feel the way she didn't want to feel. So there's, you know, so there's a lot, there's a lot behind that. And so I was talking to uh, my therapist about that today. And I was like, I just, I just want to be calm when those types of situations arise because they always do. And, you know, so we talked about just kind of like radical acceptance and just trying to redirect the attention towards me. And that made me realize actually that there's very little interest from my parents to know what I'm doing. They don't know about the podcast because I know without a doubt that they wouldn't care. And I don't think they would even know what a podcast is. Um, they don't ask anything about my job. Um, they don't ask how I feel about anything. Like if something doesn't work out, they, they never seem to care. It's all very surface level conversations. And the more I thought about that, you know, as I was talking to my therapist and after I was like, this is how I felt my whole life with my parents is that I don't feel seen and I don't feel heard for who I am. There's not any interest in me as a person. Um, Were there moments of my life where that wasn't the case? Yeah. Um, But overall, I'm like, there's just no desire there that I see to get to know me, you know? And it's, it's weird. Like even, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, my parents couldn't probably tell you a lot about me 
And then I was thinking about that today too, like in the context of my sister. And I can't tell you much about her. I've tried and she just doesn't really open up. You know, I would reach out to her randomly just to see how she was doing. And that doesn't really happen. Well, I mean, it's not, it doesn't really happen. It never happens with me. And so it just got me thinking about just that, that theme for me, which is not feeling seen and heard by the people that biologically we want to see us and hear us. And then I I thought about this account and the podcast and I'm like, I have no problem being seen and heard. Um, And I think that's why I get so excited and why I'm so enthusiastic when people actually engage, when people respond to my posts or people, you know, message me after listening to my podcast, because it's, it's something that I didn't experience a lot. And I mean, even now, you know, there's certain members of my family that I'm around and I can tell you a whole hell of a lot about them, but they probably couldn't tell you much about me and what I'm doing. There doesn't seem to be much desire from certain people to know who I am, you know, and this is something that my husband and I talked about. And I said, you know, I don't think, let me back up. So my husband and I have known each other since 2004. Um, that's when we started dating. And, um, some of his friends came in from out of town in August and I met them and, you know, he was like, you know, Chris is going to be late. She's doing this class. And so they started asking questions about the class that I was taking. And then when I met them, they actually asked me questions about the class and what I was hoping to get out of it. And I told him when we left, I said, you want to know something? And he's like, what? And they said, Aside from your parents, that's the first time that I've ever been with a group of your friends and they've asked, and especially upon just meeting me, they've asked questions about me. I wasn't just an extension of you. I was actually my own person. They seemed interested in me. And he's like, I've never noticed that before. And I'm like, yeah. But I was like, I felt seen and I felt heard and I felt appreciated for just being me. I felt like someone was actually interested in me 
versus, oh, this is Eli's wife. It's like, no, this is Christy. And so all of that came back to me today. And it's got me really thinking even more about my relationship with my parents and what I want to do with that. Because nearly every time I interact with them, it's typically me reaching out. And I think it's because there's still this hope, this, there's a desire there. Like, I want to feel like my parents care. And I know they do, but I want to feel like it. I want to feel like my parents care about me, that they're interested in me and my life and what I'm doing. They're interested in my son. That the conversations aren't just questions for me to answer so that the conversation can be redirected to them and primarily my mom. And then talking to my therapist today, I said, you know, this is how pretty much every conversation goes. Not everyone, but most of them. And I just really need to think about how I want to move forward because I don't like feeling like shit or feeling aggravated after I talk to somebody. And so I know like just talking about all of that and just those realizations of me just wanting to feel like I matter. to the people that I feel like I should really matter to. I want to feel like I matter and I don't feel like I do. And it's hard. And just so many of the decisions that they've made that still impact me to this very day. I look at my son and I'm like, I would do practically anything to protect him. I never want to contribute to him feeling in any way like he doesn't matter. 
that his thoughts and opinions and feelings don't matter. And I look at how my parents have chosen to handle things and I look at my son and my mind can't grasp certain things. Like I said, I didn't know where this was going to go. Maybe it's just like an audio journal entry for myself that you can listen to if you want. But I think my point in sharing this was, you know, we, we talk about highlight reels on Instagram all the time. And it's funny because I feel like you can never win. You know, if, if all you see is the good people are like, don't pay attention to their highlight reel. Like that's just their highlight reel. That's not their life. But then when people maybe post for maybe a period of time, the shit that's going on in their life, the stuff that doesn't feel good, then they get criticized for being like negative. So it's like, there's there's always going to be people that perceive things a certain way, like just based on where they're at in their life. And I think, you know, if, if you follow my Instagram account, I look upbeat most of the time because I am and creating those reels and, and the content that I create, like it makes me happy. It brings me joy. I, I love knowing that something resonates with someone, or I love knowing, excuse me, that something makes someone laugh because I love to laugh. I love to have fun, but not every day is a great day. Not every day is a good day. And today was a hard day for me. You know, and another thing that's hard is like COVID is very much out there for all of us. And COVID has unfortunately become a large part of where I spend my time. I'm in human resources for now. My day job is human resources. The majority of my day today was spent logging COVID cases and calling people. And so it's like, I can't escape. And I don't want this to be what I do. I like the human element of my job. I like coaching people. I like having conversations with people. I don't like talking about COVID. I don't. I feel anxious. It makes me feel stressed out. It's boring. I'm repeating myself all the time, what the protocol is, what the CDC guidelines are this second, like I'm fucking over it. And so that's been a large part of my day, which didn't contribute to me feeling good. And then I thought about my podcast. I'm like, I don't know what to record. 
just not feeling very inspired. Like I'm just feeling down today. I want to get out of California. There's a lot here that I don't like. That's just not a fit for me and my family. And I want out and I'm working on things, but things take time. I'm impatient. I want it tomorrow. My son, my son misses playing with his friends. He's, he's been home from daycare for nearly a month because he was sick. And then we went to take him back and his daycare provider has COVID. So he's now been home for like almost a month and he misses playing with his friends. And I try to take him to the playground so that he can interact with other kids, but it's not the same. And then I just hate having COVID be in the back of our mind with everything, having COVID be in the backs, backs of our minds, having vaccines and boosters. And I want to go to this event, but like, it's sick. Like I just, I want my son to go to the playground, but I don't know about these kids. Like, will he get sick? And And my choice is ultimately like, I'm going to allow him to be a kid. He needs to interact with other kids. That's my choice. I realize that that may not be the choice that's right for you. But I don't like these things even having to be a thought. It's just emotionally exhausting. On top of like, Oh, I need to, I need to pay these bills. Oh, I need to keep the laundry going. Oh, I need to take down my Christmas decorations. Like I need to make these doctor's appointments. I need to buy new underwear. It's just like, it's so much sometimes. And I think today was one of those days where I just felt like the sky was falling. And so I wanted to share that with you. I guess a not so great day in the life of me. Just so you see, like, it's okay to have those days that aren't great, that don't feel good, where you just feel like sad. where you just feel overwhelmed, where you just feel exhausted. Where you just want to cry and cry some more. And I thought about doing things to distract myself. I didn't want to do that. You know, like Sven says in Frozen 2, you know, you feel what you feel, you feel what you feel and your feelings are real. These are my feelings. And this is what I'm allowing myself to feel. Okay. I had to pause for a second. My husband was calling me along with my son. Um, But yeah, I'm just... I'm feeling what I'm feeling. I'm working through it. 
giving myself grace, compassion. There's a lot going on. And like I said, not everybody, not everybody. What in the hell, man? (laughs) Not every day is going to be a good day or a great day. And that's okay. And I'm feeling like tomorrow will be a better day. But as I said, I just, I wanted to share with you my day that wasn't so great. And maybe encourage you to show yourself some grace and compassion when you just have a day where you feel like everything is going wrong. You know, not judge yourself, just feel what you're feeling and and know that it's likely not going to be this way every day and do something to make yourself feel good. You know, I, I did record, you know, a couple of reels just for fun. Um, cause it made me happy. And I was like, wow, like my mood is elevated because I did something that I just enjoyed. And, um, I didn't do it to avoid the feeling. I did it while feeling my feelings. And in an attempt to Do something that I knew brought me joy. So if you've gotten this far, thank you so much for listening. I, I do appreciate it. This is, you know, most of the time I, I just riff and, uh, this I think is the one time where I hit record and I'm like, I literally have no idea what I'm going to talk about. So again, if you've made it this far, thank you so much. And if you're having a shitty day for a bunch of reasons or no reason in particular, that's okay. Be your own best friend, give yourself a hug, take a hot shower, take a nice bath, put on some good music, record a reel that makes you laugh watch a hallmark movie watch friends but do something that that feels good and know that tomorrow is going to be a better day as always friends thank you so so much for being here i appreciate you so very much i know There is so much out there vying for our time and attention. And I feel so incredibly blessed that you choose to share some of those valuable resources with me. I will talk to you next time.